Crows Radio Show with Source. He tumbles it forward. It's going to be through. Source Jacobs, what a goal. And Tomo. Massive week in football. Massive show on Triple M. Ah, we're up and about this morning. Adelaide Crows fans, hello to you. Sauce and Tomo here for the next hour. What a privilege to do on game day as well. We tackle the, the Brisbane Lions on a lovely Sunday afternoon. 208 games to his name. Dominated the showdowns when we needed him most. Sammy Jacobs, hello, mate. Hello, Tomo. Good morning. It's a lot of reasons to get up and about today. Uh, Crows radio show, obviously, obviously, uh, dominating the airwaves, but yes. also a huge game this afternoon. Now, it doesn't get any better than Brisbane at home in a big game. We need to bounce back after a disappointing game last week against the Doggies. So, um, looking forward to today. I'm not complaining, but does anyone else travel like we do? <laughs> like Geelong? I know. And then we're down to Ballarat. We're up I to know. Darwin Tasmania. Soon. Tassie as well. We go everywhere. What's going on? So, did you know that, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's it's along the lines of um, Crows have been to Geelong 25 times, yeah. Port Adelaide 16, and then the next club's like 10. Well, I just so, want, I just want to see Collingwood and Ballarat. That's what I want to see. Yeah, good luck hey? with that. <laughs> like, oh god. Anyway, but we're back in front of the home deck today. Hopefully, we, we can get uh, you know at least forty thousand there today. We've been very very good at home sourcing. Yeah, we have, and we've been pretty consistent. And uh, to use Ross Lyons' term, hopefully it was just a mulligan last week, and mm. then we looked to bounce back. But uh, the boys have been fantastic. Playing against uh, the team that's arguably the, the informed team of the competition up there with Collingwood. Yeah. So it's a, another game to test ourselves um, before hopefully the draw opens up a little bit. Seven on the trot, Brisbane line. So it's going to be a very, very tough game. Uh, I look down at the rundown here. God, this is going to be absolutely superb. Braden Cook is going to join us because you caught up with him throughout the week, Saucy. Yeah, it did, mate. It's uh, obviously Know Your Crow. So it's, we find out a little bit more about Cookie. He's a real character, Cookie. So mm. he gives us, uh, gives us a little bit of humor, which is nice. And pre-season for the girls kicks off Monday. So we thought we'd better catch up with the coach, Matty Clark. Clark. No bigger name in uh, AFLW for the Crows than Matthew Clark, Premiership coach. Uh, played for Brisbane as well, so mm. I look forward to hearing about obviously his early days in Brisbane because yeah. uh, we, you know, we hear about Tasmania coming in the competition. He's a guy who did it. Uh, they did it tough when he started at the Bears, so we look forward to asking about that as well. And also, Sauce, I see here you've got your top five best Indigenous moments at uh, the Adelaide Footy Club, Sir Doug Nichols. Around brilliant. Our, uh, our footy club is littered with Indigenous talent, so we look forward to uh, hearing my five uh, best moment so there's a few that stand out and oh, yeah. uh, we look forward to tapping into that let's get stuck into it Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tom. Always great to have your company out there, Crows fans. Now, uh, the listener app is where you need to head if you missed anything from the show as well. L-A-S-T and uh, Saucy went one-on-one with Tariq Newchurch throughout the week. Here's how it played out. Thanks to uh, Tariq Newchurch for coming and chatting to us on the Crows Radio Show. Now, Tariq, you're one of my favourite players to watch. I love the way you, uh, you play with speed. You kick some beautiful goals as well, mate. So thanks very much for joining us. No, thanks for having me. Now, let's go back to the start, mate. Grew up in Port Augusta. Um, your ties were to the club through the Next Generation Academy. Um, t- tell us a bit about yeah, growing up back home. Um, yeah, so grew up playing for West Augusta um, back in Port Augusta. I uh, went to school there and then moved down, I reckon, when I was about 16 or 17 to Henley High. And, um, yeah, played for North Adelaide for two years. But first year with North, I travelled every week and, um, yeah, got a bit too much. So I sort of had to move down and, um, yeah, got selected in the AFL Academy. Um, so that's another reason I had to move down to Adelaide. So, um, yeah, it's good, good, good to move and um, turned out well. How'd you go with that move? Because it can be pretty big um, for kids and and for those listening. Port Augusta's three hours, is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a decent commitment when you're coming down. Um, how'd you go with the the move initially? Um, no, I wasn't. Oh, I was a bit. I was a bit homesick, even though it's three three hours away. But, yeah. 
um, left. I was like close with mum and dad, and um, yeah, had to like move away from them. It was a bit hard, and went in with my uncle for about three or four months, and then um, yeah, it was a bit hard getting to school and stuff, and having to catch buses. I was yeah. all new to that, but um, mum sort of moved down about four months later, and um, so it, uh, got got easier for me. Um, yeah. So yeah. No, that's good, mate. How'd you find the uh, NGA Academy? Obviously, we spoke to Jared Mears on the Crows Radio Show a couple of weeks ago, and we had a, a great chat with him. Obviously, you and Boz, James Borlase, have come through together, which has been good. But was it good to be able to, I guess, dip your toes into an AFL club before coming here full time? Yeah, it was. Um, you you learn you learn a lot from the these sort of academies, and um, yeah, I kind of learn of preparation and what you have to do before a game, and yeah, um, also diet, you know, and. I uh, had some training sessions with the Crows um, before I was on the list and that sort of like opened my eyes and wanted to make me work a bit harder to get here. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and selling into the AFL, uh, I guess, um, world is, has been uh, been really good. But how are you finding, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, you, you get to learn from the types of Joshua Shelley and Isaac Rank and now it's probably proved harder to get into the team because they're in the team as well. But how have you found, obviously, watching them train and, and learning the craft from them? Yeah, learning off of ration um, ranks is, um, you know, just open jars and how hard, with it, how hard they work and um, sort of trying to take uh, bits and pieces out of ranks yeah. game and try and learn a bit off him and what he does before and um, after a game with recovery and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's good to have um, them two in the forward line and playing, rel- uh, playing well, sorry. Yeah. Um, so it's... It's a, it's it's good for me um, as well that um, you know um, I got to try and play consistent footy to yep. um, keep them playing well as well, and um, that's also a good thing, you know. Now, now we want to see you in the AFL team ideally, but you've you've been playing some good footy in the SNFL, and it's your third year playing against men. It's a, it can be a big big change, you know. You're only young when you, you you first started, but you're starting to play some really strong footy at SNFL, and and we're having some team success and. Um, you know, we got a really strong culture there at SNFL and, and the boys are going well. Yeah, uh, well, it's it's um, it's easier for when it's easy to play well when when the team's going well. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a good thing. But um, no, that's that's one of my goals, just to try and play consistent footy. Um, and then you know, if something happens in the AFL side, would I don't know my position, yep. then I'm good to go. But yeah, um, yeah, just that's the goal, just to play consistent footy, and then. If I keep doing that, and um, I'll hopefully achieve my main goal with playing AFL footy. No, I think we we look forward to that time when it comes, mate. Now we're in the middle of a uh, a very special round, and I think um, it's only getting bigger as Sir Doug Nichols' round. Um, obviously, uh, this is something that's really close to you. What does Indigenous round mean to you? Um, I haven't played in one, and I'd uh, you know I'd I'd love to play in one. Yeah, it'd be heaps good. And, um, I guess it just represents my family and. Um, where where we're, where we're from and just showcases like you know we get to showcase our skills and um, yeah just also get the community involved and um, yeah it's just a special round for Indigenous people I guess. Who's uh, over time? You, obviously we all have idols growing up. Who's some I guess Indigenous players that you love watching and um, you know throughout the AFL? Um, I'd say Eddie and Cyril. Yeah. I <laughs> I don't know. Cyril can do. He can do everything. He can take screamers and um, kick goals from the boundary. And um, yeah. yeah, that's why I love watching him growing up. You know, he's fast and yeah. Uh, I try to take stuff out of his game as well and watch his highlights every now and then. Um, and also Eddie as well. Like just the stuff he does on the boundary and um, yeah, he's he was 
Crows man as well, and I was yep. growing up as, as a Crows supporter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what he done in the pockets there? Yeah. I, I still think that's his pockets. Not ranks, not ranks. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, mate. I agree, I agree. But uh, mate, sorry, thanks very much for having a chat to us on the Crows Radio Show today. Uh, we love watching you play, and hopefully, we can see you in the uh, AFL team soon. Yep, no worries. Thanks for having me. This is the Crows Radio Show with Source and Tama. If you miss anything from the show as well, make sure you download the podcast on the Listener app. L I S T N R. Now, Saucy, we're moving into your top five Indigenous moments at the Adelaide Football Club. It's Sir Doug Nichols' round again. We absolutely love this time of year. We do, mate. It's a fantastic round. I guess it's always a time to reflect on uh, you know the Indigenous players that have made such an impact in our game, and also the the way they continue to entertain us. Um, been very, very fortunate to play with and against yeah. um, some some unreal players. You know, Eddie Betts, Graham Johncock, Joe Petrenko, and then, you know, to play against people like Cyril and Buddy mm. and those types who just only need the one name because of that, uh, yep. that, that, that bigger name in the, uh, in, the club, in the competition. So, yeah, so let's uh, let's go through my uh, my five of the best Indigenous moments. So um, we'll go to the audio a bit later. So five, we'll start with Shane McAdam. Oh, so this yeah. is a former teammate. He's he's an absolute walking highlight rule, Shane. Yes. And unfortunately, he's uh, he's not in the team at the moment. But uh, for me, it's his, his mark of the years. And I mean, as a fan going to the game, I'm sure you experienced yeah. that a bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, you're just watching him and you know something's going to happen when the footy's around Shane's area. There, yeah, it is. it is. So he's, he's an absolute high flyer and one we look forward to, to watching him back in action. Uh, number four for me is Graham Johncock. Mm. Now, there's a few highlights I could go to, but I want to go back to 2003 when a young 20-year-old Graham Johncock oh. kicked uh, six goals against St. Kilda. So is that right? Six goals. Wow. So, I mean, everyone associates him with being a defender, but he actually won our leading goal kicker that year as well. Did he really? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. then he transitioned into a small back yeah. pocket, didn't he? He gets embarrassed by uh, winning it that year because we had, like, you know, the duck was yeah, here the and all those. Sort of, it was yeah, a yeah, star-studded yeah. forward line. But, yes, yeah, Stiffy got the... Uh, Probably the best nickname we've ever heard as well. Yes, Stiffy, yeah, so. yeah, we'll move on from that. Um, Saucy, uh, did you play in the prelim against Hawthorne? Oh, I did, in 2012. So, well, I thought it was home and yeah, done and dusted. I think so did we. When he banged that, that one home yep. from about 45, I was jumping up and down like a lunatic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, that would have been a surreal moment he, because he was always clutch in front of the sticks. Because he was clutch because against Brisbane as well, I think it was a bit, uh, I think it was the next year, maybe, or 2014, he, he, he had a moment late in the game where he mm. took a big mark, went back and kicked the goal. So he Stiffy was never one to get rattled, and if you know him, mm. he's not a bloke who gets flustered by much at all, Stiffy. Brilliant. Everything's pretty uh, pretty calm and level-headed. So. What's at number three, mate? N- now, we'll throw to the auto here, so uh, let's let's play the audio first. Big leap out there, Goldstein. Jenkins a half chance, taken down. Carriage the unlikely hero. Kicks to full forward. Anything can happen here. Here we go. It's a goal. Can you believe it? It's extraordinary. Uh, Petrenko... The late inclusion during the week, an indigenous round. Adelaide have come from nowhere. Must have been North Melbourne round nine, I would have thought. Yeah, that was, absolutely it is. So this is a bit to unpack there, obviously. Bruce and Dennis, it's oh. great to hear them back on the uh, on yeah, the airwaves. Uh, so yeah, as, as you heard, and the thing that's amazing on these moments is a few that actually ironically happen in Indigenous rounds. Brilliant. So this is a game, so... Was Brenton Sanderson's um, idea that we should wear a Indigenous Guernsey? Um, was that this, really? this is pre pre the Sir yep. Doug Nichols round. Um, so with that year we changed the blue to black to uh-huh. replicate the um, Indigenous flag. So um, yeah, it was a fantastic day, and it's a bit bittersweet actually because I only had two possessions. I got subbed out, so I had the best seats in the house to watch That's this. That's right. That's when Carriage banged home a few. That he did. Day he too, kicked didn't six, he? Uh, yep. and obviously yeah, Jared Petrenko. 
you heard it there in the order. The ball got over the back and we ended up winning 125 to 124 in a big comeback against North Melbourne. Brilliant, mate. What's next? So next we uh, run the audio on. Uh, this is a really special moment, this one. We we know these these stand out head and shoulders. Number two. Down towards half forward. Robron, the focal point. Croft working out of it. McLeod didn't have the ball. Tyson goes off the ground, picks it up. McLeod, well, he's got it now. He turns around and he's kicked the goal. Worth a kick down towards half forward. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. McLeod going at number five. He's got it. I think right on the umpire. Did it carry? Yes, it did. When he was on one leg in the prelim there, Saucy. It was amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> so 1998, and we came off 1997, obviously won the premiership, and um, you know we came from fifth in, in 1998. But for him to for him to kick seven goals in a prelim, unbelievable. As a, I think he was a, maybe a 21 or 22 year old yep. midfielder. Midfielder. Mm. So you know, like it's it's just it just doesn't happen anymore that sort of performance. No. And he was a, he was a, certainly a big time uh, big game player, oh, Bungie. Yeah. Obviously, with back-to-back Norm Smith's um, performances like this, but for him to kick seven goals in the '98 prelim is just an absolute highlight. And I was only ten years old at that time, so it's it's etched in my memory and one I'll never forget. The goal of the year that it, well, in, I don't know if it got it or not, but in my eyes, it was an absolute beauty against Collingwood on the boundary, yep. where he just swung one on the left. You know the one I'm I, talking we all, about. Yeah, we do. Incredible, incredible goal. Just a, yep. a just a, a stupid amount of talent, really, yep. and just an absolute prime mover as well. So, uh, and that leads me to to number one. It's a former teammate. Uh, let's throw the order and then we'll touch on it after. Here's Sloan in the pocket. Eddie Harbrow. Eddie. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 You're a magician. That's what the crowd wanted. And that's exactly what they got. Vintage Eddie Best. That is a fight in the middle of the ground, but who cares? Because Eddie's turned it on. He didn't even take a step. Left foot checky to go with the left foot talk. God. And the way and Rupert summed it up brilliantly. But the left foot taught when he just swung around and kicked that because he mean, he he actually means to do it, doesn't he? He, he does, hundred percent. So he he uh, he got back to back goal of the years mm-hmm. in uh, in Indigenous round yep. both years. Incredible, which is absolutely amazing. And Nuts. you talk about what it means to the Indigenous players, and you know they they explain it best. But for Eddie to be able to rise like he does in these games to perform like he does is just absolutely unreal. And he uh, he rose like probably none other in these rounds, and um, his performances showed that. Great list, mate. Hard to beat. Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tom on this lovely Sunday morning. Cannot wait to tackle the Brisbane Lions at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Sauce, you'll be down there at MCing again. I will, mate. I'll be swanning around down there just uh, high-fiving. I'd like to hopefully catch up with my old teammate as well, Charlie Cameron, who's uh, in town as well. So um, I'm really excited by the game. You you, you want to watch the boys playing big games, and it comes no bigger than today. Yep, absolutely. Now, you caught up with Braden Cook throughout the week. Uh, Saucy down at Westlakes. How'd that go, mate? Yeah, obviously, uh, we we like to do the Know Your Crow. We like to find out a little bit more about what happens in the locker room and and a little bit more about the boys. So um, he's a good up-and-coming play. Cookie, we've seen him debut on the showdown a couple Mm. of years ago, so... Um, playing some really good for the SNFL, and uh, we learned a little, little, little bit more about him. Here's how the chat went down. All right, we're here for another segment of Know Your Crow with uh, up-and-coming player and superstar, Braden Cook. Braden, welcome. How are we? Yeah, very well, mate. Very well. Let's start, uh, well, this one's probably a bit obvious, but your nickname and why? Uh, Cookie or Chef Cookie, just because the last name and Chef, Chef Cook. For obvious Nixie, reasons as well. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Nixie? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, just one of the first. Does he like giving out a few nicknames, does he? He does. He likes to take that role. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, if you're a coffee drinker, what's your order? Uh, skinny latte. Skinny latte. Always looking after yourself. Your favorite TV show? 
Uh, probably The Last of Us. Last of Us? I haven't seen much of that one. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, it's a new one on Binge, I think. Yeah, nice. Yeah, based on a video game. Pretty cool. Oh, what's that about? I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old school gamer. Uh, bit of like a zombie apocalypse type setup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty cool. Very good. Uh, the most famous person you've met? Uh, yeah, not many. Probably Pav or Rue. Oh, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. They're, no, they're good, mate. They, they hold their own. Uh, the most played song on your playlist? Uh, anything by Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, very good. Your pre-game pump-up song? Uh, I don't know. I'm not allowed on if tunes. Any. Yeah, I know. I know. Other boys take that, don't they? <laughs> yeah, Tommy Duda's over that. All right. All right. If you if you had control of the tunes, what sort of music would you play? Mate, no idea. No I, idea. Yeah. Just no. never get the chance. No. That's never. all right. Uh, your favourite sport other than the Aussie rules? Uh, volleyball. Volleyball. Oh, very good. Where'd you go to school? Ranella East. Is that volleyball school? That, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Is that, they go against Brighton. Brighton are a big volleyball school. Yeah. Well, so. Brighton and Heathfield were the big schools. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Ronella probably a close third. Yeah, beautiful. Very good. Um, the athlete you idolised growing up? Andrew McLeod. Bungie. Crow's favourite. Uh, signature dish to, you can cook? Uh, yeah, probably butter chicken. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing yep. fancy. No, that's all right. Whatever whatever works. Uh, the pre-game rituals or superstitions? Uh, not massive. I like to prepare pretty, pretty well, but... Yeah. I don't know, first few games this year, me and Will have split a Milo bath and that's worked, so <laughs> yeah, see if we keep doing that. I like that. I like hearing those ones. Uh, your favourite holiday destination? Uh, yeah, anywhere on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Describe yourself in three words. Uh, happy, um, energetic and probably quiet. Yeah, very good. Um, your favourite way to spend a day off? Uh, yeah. Probably like most boys playing a bit of golf. The boys love the golf. There's not yeah. many that don't love golf, is there? No, nah, there's only a couple, I reckon. Yeah. Steer clear, but yeah. Are you a member anywhere or anything like that? Uh, at Westlake. At yeah. Westlake. So boys get looked after as well, don't they? Yeah. Little definitely. shout out to the Westlake's Golf Club. Yep. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs. Have you got one? Yeah, same as was. Bit of a um, puppy golden retriever. Beautiful. Beautiful. Shedding much hair or? Starting to. Starting to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I love golden retrievers, but it's the only um, only problems are hair. The AFL club you supported growing up? Crows. Good to hear. I was hoping that from a South Australian boy. What would you be doing if you weren't on AFL list? Uh, probably some to like a PT or in a yep. gym. Yeah, anything. Physical. Enjoy the fitness uh, fitness world. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a skill that you would like to learn? I'm not really sure. Um, mate, I have no idea. Maybe yep. some crypto. Yeah, oh, yeah. very good. Uh, and finally, your favourite um, Southern Footy League club outside of Happy Valley? Uh, don't have one. <laughs> 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 Definitely not Flagstaff. <laughs> Definitely not Flagstaff. Come on, Cookie. Very good, mate. Thank you very much. And that's Know Your Crow with Braden Cook. Cannot wait for this next conversation. Matthew Clark joins us right now. He's the head coach of the AFLW program down at Westlake. Already two flags to his name. Doc, hello to you. And when does preseason start, mate? We're underway tomorrow night. And, um, yeah, they've been training pretty hard already. So uh, looking forward to it. How, uh, how how has the the preseason been? Because I, I guess it's and, and Doc, you were obviously my coach for a long time. It's one of those ones where it's like the sessions aren't compulsory, but we uh, we advise you you girls to come along to it. Um, how, how has the pre preseason been? Yeah, well, it's actually the opposite. We kind of uh, because it's such a, a long off season. There's a there's obviously a conditioning program, uh, but we're kind of keen for them to be here a bit, but not too much because, uh, as you say, we're about to launch into basically 14 weeks of pretty solid uh, training. And if they've already been here every three times a week, there's a chance that by the week six or seven, they're like, I've yeah. had enough of this. So 
No, we encourage them to use that off-season really well, uh, to stay fit, to get a bit of footy in, but then hopefully to show up tomorrow night uh, ready, to, ready to roll. Now, over, over the off-season, um, I guess the way the competition's designed and Port Adelaide come in, we haven't had um, you know many wholesale changes, which I think is a good thing because we've got a lot of girls who have played a lot of footy together. But um, you know, in time, we, we've been able to bring, I guess, a few new younger players um, from underneath, but you must be excited about, I guess, the next generation coming through and taking control of the team. Yeah, that's exactly the go, mate. It's um, obviously uh, we're six years in, and um, already there's been you know amazing transformation in in the AFLW space. But the next probably three or four years shape as being you know even more exciting because there's a whole wave of talent uh, right across the league, not just with us, but right across the league where uh, young players that have essentially played their whole career of junior football and now transitioning into into AFLW, so the skill level of the of the competition, you know, just continues to improve, uh, and the and the players that will be here over the next you know decade are, are going to be really exciting. Speaking of skill level, there, Doc, as well through the the different array of teams throughout the competition, who's the team that you you look at on paper now that uh, you think is going to be there in the pointy end of the season, like very important ones to beat. Yeah, well, the, one of the great things about AFLW is it is kind of hard to predict it year on year because there, there is a fair bit of change that has occurred in this, this first few seasons. But Melbourne were the Premiers last year and they've retained the, the vast majority of their squad. So aside from uh, Daisy Pearce, who retired, they're pretty much intact. So you, you'd envisage that they will be you know, strong once again. Uh, Brisbane have been perennially at the top end of the, of the table. And then last season, uh, we probably saw the emergence of you know, North Melbourne again. Um, Richmond were, were really strong, had a really big uplift. But I think what we'll probably see is um, even, the, even the new teams into the comp from last year, the, the benefit of another 12 months will see that I reckon the competition will even out even more, similar to what we see in the men's footy, whereby you know, on any given week, you know, anyone can beat anyone. So I think the comp is in you know, good health and, uh, and should improve. Uh, markedly again this season. Now, Doc, we're playing a, a Brisbane uh, outfit later on today, which you started your career at. Um, I want to take you back to the early days at Brisbane and, and obviously when the team was coming through and they were new to the competition and that sort of stuff. We hear a lot about Tasmania coming in and I just want to, and I, I know I've, I've spoken a lot, of, lot to you about this, but how challenging were those early days um, up at Brisbane in a new environment and a, and a new team and you're effectively building from the ground up? Yeah, well, I, I guess I, I headed up there in '93, and so that in in many regards, they'd already done a lot of that really tough work yep. in, that, in the first decade. But uh, even when I arrived at the club, we we just moved uh, from the Gold Coast to Brisbane, and I think at that point in time, we had 1,700 members. So wow. you know, that's that's less than most SANFL clubs uh, running around at the moment. So you, you can kind of visualise the environment yeah. that it was, and, and layer that with the fact that it's just not. A traditional footy state. So by the time I left, which was seven years later, that had that had grown to seventeen thousand, which was you know really exciting to see the the game take a foothold. And uh, and then clearly you know following on from that, there was the premiership success, and and now they're on another wave again, which is great. You know you know as much as um, you know you want your team to be performing really strongly, I, I get excited when when the uh, the expansion teams or the teams in the non-traditional states do well because I know the impact that has. On footy across the country, so um, we don't want them to win uh, tonight. But, <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm happy to see Brisbane uh, do well in a holistic sense. Doc, you made the move to the Crows in the year 2000. Can you run us through how all that played out, please? 
Yeah, essentially, um, I was probably, I'd been there seven years and sort of was, was well entrenched, but we had a kind of, Brisbane, that is, had a had a raft of sort of up-and-coming ruck prospects, and uh, and I was, got, I guess, ultimately deemed surplus to needs. <laughs> uh, but as is the joy of, of the ruck position, there's a, there's kind of this strange uh, merry-go mark, market <laughs> which happens every year. And so I jumped on that merry-go-round and, and Adelaide were, were good enough to offer me an opportunity. I lobbed down here and, uh, yeah, had, had seven seasons with the Crows, which was, you know, outstanding as well. Obviously, uh, having that contrast from the from the non-traditional footy state to, to, you know, footy heartland. And obviously, South Australians just, you know, love their footy and, and love the Crows in particular. Obviously, the other mob down the road are starting to get a, get a few supporters, which we, you know, begrudgingly accept. But <laughs> um, we'd rather everyone support the Crows, no doubt. I don't think you're a real rockman until you've played for at least two clubs either. Oh, so uh, we, lo- we love the merry-go-round. Now, finally, mate, uh, be remiss of me not to ask about uh, the, the, the boys um, in the centre circle. Obviously, Riley's having... A, a really good year this year after not not a challenging year last year, but you know probably dipped by his standards. And obviously, Strawny keeps doing his thing in the SANFL. So, um, our, our Ruck boys are going pretty well from uh, from the outside. No, absolutely, yeah. I mean, obviously, Strawny's uh, in that situation where uh, his form at the SANFL level over three years really yep. uh, warrants more AFL opportunity, but. Uh, the ruck position is a little bit unique in that uh, generally you're picking one one ruck, so it can be tough. I mean, obviously Riley sat underneath yourself for probably mm. four seasons, uh, not getting great opportunity, but it has now sort of made the, the spot his own. And uh, but we're in good we're in good shape because yeah, we've got some depth in that role. And uh, and you know, if if the opportunity presents, I know that Kieran will play really well when that when that presents. Thanks for your time once again, Doc, and uh, all the best with preseason tomorrow, mate. Go well. Thanks, guys. Have a great show, and we'll uh, see everyone at the footy tonight. Thanks, Doc. Completes another Sunday morning here at the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo. That's game day. Cannot wait for the Brisbane Lions at Adelaide Oval there. So, yeah, no, saucy. Huge game. Get to go home and relax for a couple of hours before coming back to uh, mm. to the to the big game. So um, I've got a good feeling about today. I reckon, uh, I reckon hopefully we can start well, get the crowd involved. And we, like you said previously, we have played well at home this year against the good team. So Absolutely. another good test. Let's kick straight. And the big Texans back in. So that's uh, all boding well. We have played well at home. There's no doubt about that, Saucy. You enjoy yourself spruiking around the bloody boundary there and then straight to Saucy's after party. It will be, mate. Make yeah. sure uh, everyone gets up there for a look. We're a little bit of uh, Thomas Farm, a premier partner. Oh, yeah. yeah, so come up there, try to sample a bit of their food and come up and meet some meet some of the players. Perfect. If you miss anything from the show, grab the podcast as well on the Lister app, L-I-S-T-N-R. See you next Sunday from 9, brother. See you then, mate.